Today, we're going to be talking about Ryan Tracy from Locked On NFL Draft and his thoughts on three Florida Gators in the NFL Draft. Then we'll be joined by John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider, where we're going to talk about three Florida Gators recruits, and then we'll wrap up with me talking about those recruits and how they fit in with the Florida Gators team, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Before getting to today's content, just going to ask you like, subscribe, wherever you're listening, comment, review, let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better. I'm exhausted. <laughs> draft week is something else around here. And speaking of draft week, Ryan Tracy of Locked On NFL Draft. He couldn't be here today because he's currently traveling to Dallas uh, for the Locked On NFL Draft show, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be live all three days. I will also be going live all three days with whole nine sports and rd media which is going to be awesome we did it last year it's gonna be sick but talking about ryan tracy and his thoughts on florida gators i asked him for just three i was like i was like give me the big three and what you think of them briefly and then i'll i'll elaborate with it and we got kyrie elam top of the second round is where he thinks Kyrie Elam belongs to go. And that's something that we've been hearing quite a bit of. I wouldn't hate it because I do know that the New York Giants are interested in him and I am a New York Giants fan. Not sure if they want to take another Gators skill position player because Kadarius Tony and all that drama, which <sighs> didn't even want to talk about. So we're not, not gonna, <laughs> but Kyrie Elam, he would be a fantastic fit for that Wink Martindale defense. You talk about someone who's aggressive and flying to the ball. That's going to be Kyrie Elam. I am a little worried that the Giants kind of old school culture, they wouldn't be super interested in him. But you could also look at, I mean, there's there's obviously a ton of teams in the draft. There's going to be probably some trade backs. We know that the Jaguars are considering trading up from 33. So maybe they're going to be going a little bit earlier. Maybe we see a team like the Chiefs trade back a little bit, the Cardinals maybe, the Titans. There's a lot of possibilities here. But you could also look at that beginning of that second round. You've got the Detroit Lions could use some secondary help. The Jets could definitely use some secondary help, but I'm not sure that they're really going to be um, super interested in a guy like Kyrie Elam. I, I just think that they don't value corner that early. The Giants, like I just mentioned, the Texans are going to be looking for secondary help. Then the Jets again. And the Chicago Bears who are always looking for corner help. We've talked about Jalen Johnson kind of maybe being a comparison for Kyrie Elam and Jalen Johnson has found a ton of success in Chicago. I've said, I think that Kyrie Elam is a first round corner. I think he's a first round player. I think he's just got all the tools that you would want from him. Uh, but, but Ryan Tracy, you know, I'm not going to kill you for top of the second round. What I might kill you for though, is Zachary Carter is the next player we're talking about. He is Zachary Carter in the fifth round. That, that was a notable thing for me because I think that's incredibly low. I, I, It could be me being higher, but again, like I've said, I, I'm always high on players that have great positional 
versatility and can play multiple spots in the defensive front. And the NFL could be lower. And maybe Ryan's saying, you know what? That's where he's going to go. But I, I hate that. Um, I think Zachary Carter, if you get him on day three, anywhere on day three, I think that's a fantastic value. You know, we've, we've spoken about this so many times. He is a powerful rusher. He's a versatile defensive lineman who's not a liability in the run game. It's not his strength, but he's not a liability at all. He's still a solid run defender. So you add a guy who can play situationally, the one tech. He could play rotationally, the three tech, rotationally, the five tech. And if you don't know the techs, one tech is in the middle, kind of. And then three tech is a little further out wide on the defensive line and five techs a little further out wide. Just going to simplify it with that. So he could play multiple spots along your defensive line. You traditionally know them as your D tackle, your DN. He could play multiple spots there. He's probably going to add a little bit of weight. He is, but he's also like, he's light right now. I think we could all acknowledge that, but he's also rocked up. Like, like he has very little fat on him. He's probably going to add some weight, especially to that waist. They're probably going to try to bulk him up a little bit there and maybe play him more as the interior, but he's someone who is equally productive at the end and the interior pass rusher. So I, I think fifth round is a bit low on him. Uh, but again, like I've said before, when talking about Zachary Carter, NFL teams are still boomers where they're like, ah, you don't have a set position. Then no, um, which I hate. And then Damian Pierce is someone that I didn't ask for a specific spot with Damian Pierce when I spoke with Ryan. I was like, you know what? Where do you have him in your rankings? And I don't even want to talk about where he has him in his rankings. I want to talk about where he doesn't have him in his rankings. Ryan Tracy of Lockdown NFL Draft. You can go fight him about this. So Damian Pierce is not a top five running back, which is just just beyond upsetting for me. <laughs> I, I I don't like that. Nope. Don't like that. And and Ryan knows that. But uh, uh yeah, I, I, I hate that. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I guess if you're going, you know, and doesn't have the, the insane top end speed, then maybe you can consider that. But uh no, I, even then, I'm like, I, I don't like how that is. I don't, I don't think that really works. I, I think that he's clearly a top five running back. I think I have him as the third overall running back in the class. You know, I will look at this right now while I'm talking to you. I have him as a fourth running back. I have him behind Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker the third, and Isaiah Spiller. And he is very, very, very close to Isaiah Spiller. And then there's kind of a gap. I'm not super high on this running back class. I don't think that there's a ton of guys here. But I think I think uh, Damian Pierce is one of the very few that can become your lead back. And I think that's important when we're talking about Damian Pierce, where he doesn't have that tread. And I know a lot of people use the argument of, well, we've never seen him be a lead back. We don't know if he can consistently do it. Well, guess what? We saw him not be a lead back and consistently find success. So I have no issues about that. I have no qualms about that. We're about to be joined by John Garcia, who sent in a few videos talking about some Florida Gators targets in recruiting, and then we will wrap up the show with me talking about those targets and their fit. But first, it's spring break time. It's NFL draft time, which means I'm barely even eating at this point. But it's also almost summertime. And I got to get right. I got vacation in less than two months, and it could not come soon enough. Thank you so much, Summertime, for coming up. But Bill Bar is how I'm getting fit. I'm bad. I'm just like, I love it. I have a sweet tooth. We all know this. I'm very open about this. I, I drink sugary drinks. I I junk. Uh, but Bill Bar helps me kind of curb that a little bit because sweetness kills me. And Bill Bar helps me because it's coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs along with 17 grams of protein. You could throw out the hidden stashes 
the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard, whatever it is, the cupcakes, I don't care what you're doing, the Dulce de Leche, I don't care what you're doing. Bill Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. You know, Peyton Kirkland coming out of Orlando is one of the biggest uh, and best offensive linemen in the state of Florida in this class of 2023. Uh, he's really hard to miss whether you're talking about the top talent or just a kid with immense size. I mean, he's probably 6'6", well over 330 pounds, but he moves like he's a lot smaller, which is really intriguing, right? You know, you see a kid that wide and you think, okay, he's probably a right tackle, maybe a guard down the line, but he gives you some flashes of athleticism that make you think, hey, maybe he could ascend to the offensive tackle position and the left tackle position at the collegiate level. Uh, and I think that's where, where Peyton is, is going to make his proverbial money at the next level. And that's why he's also become one of the more coveted recruits in the state of Florida. As I said, he's light on his feet, extremely long, effective at the contact point, redirects very well, which again, probably likens him more to, to a bit more of a guard there. So I think you've got a, a guard floor tackle ceiling with Peyton Kirkland, depending on how he physically develops uh, as a senior in high school. And then obviously, at the collegiate level, uh, and that's why he's become such a coveted recruit. He's going to come off the board in July. July 23rd is the date he is committing, along with uh, fellow Orlando area prospects, Derek LeBlanc and Malik Bryant. And and who knows if they go to the same school, but if they do, I think Florida is, is a good potential landing spot for all three of them. The Gators are heavily in pursuit. Miami, probably the top threat. He's going to take some trips elsewhere as well before that uh, July 23rd commitment date. So, yeah. We know offensive linemen at the elite level, relatively rare in the state of Florida, and really for 2023 with kids who are actually from Florida, so that's excluding the IMG crew, Peyton Kirkland is, is largely where that conversation begins. I think he's a, a swing prospect who can play inside or, or maybe outside down the line, and there's a lot of schools that could use a talent like that. A.J. Harris going to play a senior season at Central Phoenix City High School uh, just over the state line in the state of Alabama. This is as, as technically sound a corner as you're going to get in this class of 2023, but he's got great size and speed to go along with it. Six foot, six one or so, 190 pounds, very much college ready in terms of his physical ability. I think we're going to see him compete on a national stage going into his senior season. Uh, and then he'll be a focal point of one of the best high school football teams in the state uh, of Alabama. But I just love where AJ is from a comfort standpoint. And when you talk about cornerback prospects, you've got to be comfortable. You think of a Kyrie Elam, right? This is Gators podcast. Think of Kyrie Elam, no panic in this kid's game. You know, extremely comfortable in coverage, can stay on a low plane in and out of his breaks, flexible and fluid with his hips down the field. And he can run at the end of the day, which is still quite necessary at the cornerback position. A lot of those same traits transfer into a guy like, like an A.J. Harris, very good ball skills, on top of that, maybe even a little longer than Kair at the same stage in high school with room still to grow from a height and weight standpoint. So a lot to like about the floor when talking about A.J. Harris's game. He's a kid who's competitive. He's ready to compete right at the line of scrimmage, uh, but he can get you down the field as well with, again, great straight line speed, ball tracking ability, and that instinctual feel to not panic when the football is in the air. So naturally, his recruitment has been national because when you're a big corner that can move and, and play consistent competitive football, everybody wants you. So uh, Gators are absolutely in the mix here. Ohio State was probably the early favorite. It has since shifted 
to Georgia. We heard Clemson buzz at one time. Florida holds plenty of buzz as well under Billy Napier and this new coaching staff. So going to be fun to see when A.J. wants to shut it down because if, if he does it in short order, I think the Gators are in pretty good shape. Tony Mitchell, uh, one of the longstanding recruits in this class because he committed in the SEC as a true freshman to the Tennessee Vols under Jeremy Pruitt. How, how long ago does that feel like? At the time, though, already a six-foot or six-one cornerback type. He's continued to grow since that point. And Tony's probably 6'2 or better at this point, probably more comfortable as a safety. He's become incredibly physical downhill, but he still has some of those cornerback traits where he can play in the range department, get up at the apex and make a play on the football. Excellent wide receiver ability as well, uh, which translates over to the secondary considerably, whether it's an understanding of the route tree or playing the ball at the high point. But I think Tony can profile as a balanced safety type maybe even a nickel at the next level relative to the defense and the type of offense that a school is facing. And that's why he's been coveted since really before his high school career began. And now he's at Thompson High School in Alabama where they just won another state championship. Tony was a huge part of it and has become a more of a leader uh, as an upperclassman as well, which is something you want to see in a potential safety prospect who's getting guys lined up uh, and setting the defense on the back end as well. Extremely coveted kid. Uh, it's an Alabama kid, so Bama's in it, Georgia's in it, uh, Florida's certainly right in the mix there, Texas A&M has tried to make a run, this is a pure SEC recruiting battle, and this will be one of the most hotly contested in the state of Alabama, so if Florida can dip in to that state and make an impact, uh, obviously it means things are looking quite good on the recruiting trail for Billy Napier and company. Tony Mitchell will be one of those battleground recruits that we talk about for a long time, depending on where he ends up. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Bro, I have no idea. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, when guess what? You can do it yourself. It's incredibly easy to do yourself. And it's cheaper than pretty much any auto parts store that you're going to go. How? Because you have computers or a phone with access to rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about the players at John Garcia, again, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider, just told us about because, I mean, I was excited to hear about these players. We've got one offensive lineman, two DBs, Peyton Kirkland is first up. I'm going to go in the order that John spoke about these players. So Peyton Kirkland is first up. First of all, I mean, big offensive tackle. You know, you heard John say he's he's really wide. He's athletic. He might move to guard at some point, but that means nothing to me. I don't care. If you're an offensive lineman that can play, you could play. Offensive line talent is needed in Gainesville. They have stepped up. We do now have seven or eight guys that I'd be comfortable with playing, where last year I wasn't even comfortable with the five that we had starting. But we've got a few guys, but this is talking long-term future. Peyton Kirkland is very highly sought after right now. 
Rob Sale, I think, is going to be a big, big selling point for the Florida Gators here because we have what not every college team that's pursuing Peyton Kirkland can say they have, and that is we have Rob Sale, who was just last year an offensive line coach in the NFL. And I know that a lot of people go, yeah, but he was with the New York Giants. Their offensive line was terrible. Guess what? It was worse before Rob Sale got there. And guess what? That doesn't matter. He was still an NFL offensive line coach. That is what matters. That is a selling point that's going to get there. And that is what's going to help Peyton Kirkland maybe come to Gainesville. Also with Florida running more of a wide zone style of offense, more of that it's like a spread wide zone hybrid that we're going to be seeing here. Peyton Kirkland is going to be a phenomenal fit there. You heard John say, you know, he's probably a right tackle. He's maybe a guard, but he's so athletic that you just got to put him out there. I think when you have Peyton Kirkland and you go wide zone, you want maybe lighter guards. You want maybe lighter tackles who can get out in space and get moving. And I think when we talk about Peyton Kirkland, that's kind of exactly what we're talking about. I'm not saying he's going to be Trent Williams, who is like – you know, an NFL offensive tackle, an elite one at that, and operates in a wide zone. But maybe we talk about him as a as a Christian Darasaw type, who's just a mean, nasty, but still very athletic uh, offensive tackle in a wide zone scheme. And Peyton Kirkland could maybe be that for the Florida Gators, whether he's on the right side, left side, I don't care, guard, I don't, I don't care what he's playing, as long as he's on the field dominating someone somewhere. Then we've got A.J. Harris, a cornerback, who we've been talking a lot about corners with the Florida Gators. We, we do this all the time because, again, we like being DBU. We like making that claim. haven't really been able to make that claim too much recently, but with Corey Raymond, things will change, and A.J. Harris could help push that change. We also have Cormani McLean, who is a big-time corner that we're not going to talk about right now. We've spoken about him with John before. We're going to speak with him and John. We're going to speak with John about him again, maybe combining Cormani McLean and A.J. Harris in that same recruiting class and just becoming freaks at corner. But one of the things that I really loved when John mentioned this was that he's like, you know, you, you look at uh, A.J. Harris, and this is a Florida Gators podcast. He's kind of like Kyrie Elam, and he's and I I know that you didn't see me on the screen, but I listened to that when John sent that in. I was like, oh okay, Kyrie Elam is who we're comparing it to. Kyrie Elam, you know, aggressive, physical, very long, strong corner, and like like John was saying, like like AJ Harris has that mentality, that elite mentality as a cornerback that you really look for in, in any defensive back or in any defender. AJ Harris could be that guy. And like I've said, you know, we've got great talent in the secondary right now. We've got great young talent in the secondary right now, but the cream will always rise to the top. So if AJ Harris comes to Gainesville, if Cormani McLean comes to Gainesville, if any, any, any DB comes to Gainesville, if you are like that, if, if you, if you are him, if you are him, then you will get that playing time and you will be a starter. And finally, the player we're talking about is Tony Mitchell. Tony Mitchell is the last player that we're talking about. It's also interesting because Tony Mitchell is someone where I see so many people call him a corner. So many people call him a safety. John did the same thing. John said, you know what? He's a corner right now. Could make that transition to safety. Could make that transition to nickel at the next level. And Florida is one of those schools where we we kind of consistently produce nickel backs. We haven't seen one come in the draft in the past couple of years. Since, since Chauncey, we haven't seen one really step into the NFL and, and kind of find that success. But, I mean, Travis Johnson's been the guy for the past two years, well, this year and last year. Uh, and, and then we've got just so many, so much talent 
here. Jadarius Perkins, I think, is going to be a better pro than he was a college player. If he plays just even slightly better than last year, I think he'll see the field more later on in this year and in the NFL. Tony Mitchell offers that positional versatility that we've been kind of, I don't want to say lacking, but we haven't had a guy who could step in at corner, step in at safety, step in at nickel, and not really miss a beat since Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Chauncey, he didn't play out wide often, but when he did, he still did a solid job. So Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is that guy. Tony Mitchell could be that guy here. Like like John mentioned, could move to safety, could move to nickel. He could be that star. Like that, that star spot for the Florida Gators that we always love doing. Positional versatility in a defense where versatility is key and and you're going to be asking so many players to do so many different things, I think you can't overlook the possibility of Tony Mitchell coming in and maybe not playing immediately, maybe not, but within a year or two coming in playing out wide, playing safety, playing, playing that star spot and being a focal point of this defense just because he can do so much. If you could have multiple players on the field that can pay, play multiple positions and fill multiple roles, I think that's very important where you go, we are going to throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at an offense, and we're going to make them work and earn every single bit and every single yard. And I think when you look at Peyton Kirkland, you look at A.J. Harris, you look at Tony Mitchell, bringing in those three guys, and even earlier this week, we had John on to talk about Trayon Webb. We had John to talk about Malik Bryant. If you even take in two or three of those five, that is already an immensely talented top of the class that you've got coming to Gainesville. And, you know, Peyton Kirkland is someone that I, I do think will be a Florida Gator. I, I do. I think Cormani McLean will be also. This is me crystal balling it here. Uh, but I do think Peyton Kirkland will be a Florida Gator. I think I'm most confident about Peyton Kirkland just because, you know, he, he seems like the type where Billy Napier, Rob Sale are going to sell the heck out of Gainesville to him. And I don't think it's going to be even that hard to sell him on coming to the Florida Gators. So I'm hoping that he gets here. But again, if you get two or three of those five guys, you're you're talking about a, a very successful top of the recruiting class early on. And I, I think that you can't overlook that, um, that potential that you'd be bringing in. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen. Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. NINE Sports, and I'll see you all tomorrow.